The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and boy, do you tune in the right week this week. We're talking about the Bible and health here today. Percy, this sounds fascinating. Well, when we look at that and when we understand as believers, our faith is in He who created us and gave us life and who is the sustainer of life, it would only make sense to understand God's concept and perspective on health and wellness. And so we're going to talk about the Bible and health today from God's perspective. All right, I, I don't know if I've ever looked at it from this point of view. You know, I think you're right. Today we're going to look at it and okay. we're going to talk about you're it. Gonna, with, you're going to make sure I look at absolutely, it. Right? And, okay. and, and really talk about it. All right. Well, we have a website. It's called healthhopeandinspiration.com. And we'll put uh, some resources on there that center on today's discussion. So look that up, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But speaking of the Bible, let's turn to the scripture right now for our opening verse. Absolutely. Absolutely. The scripture that I want to use for today actually is found in 3 John, the first chapter, verses 2, that basically says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. This scripture helps to give us the perspective, at least from the writer, who's talking on God's behalf of his thoughts about health and wellness above all things. If we really look at the context of the scripture that he's saying, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Notice that he's associating the word prosperity with health. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to understand that distinction because prosperity uh, in the uh, New Testament really means to have what you need when you need it at all times for all circumstances. So when we talk about health and wellness, having what we need when we need it for all circumstances from the perspective of our creator God today. All right. Now, be honest. Did you always read the Bible this way? I know I did not. Again, like everything else in working with you in this medium and others, uh, you learn certain skills and you learn other applications. And so certainly over a period of time, that became more of the ability that I gained and understood. All right. I mentioned that we have a resource available at our website. It's called Foods of the Bible, and you can download it. It's a very attractive resource. It can be downloaded right now, and you can print it out and print as many copies as you want to share with friends and family, as a matter of fact. It's found online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a powerful document. And this document is really designed to help us focus around foods associated with scripture references that we can substantiate by clinical research that gives us the thought that these types of foods that we take into our system have potential cancer-fighting properties to them. You might be surprised by what we've found in the scripture, and we'll get to that coming up next on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. We're back with this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The Bible and Health is our topic today with Percy McRae. Let's, uh, let's jump into this conversation because, you know, certain foods are mentioned in the Bible, aren't they? Well, there's a ton of food that's mentioned in the Bible. I don't think that we ever associated or thought about this particular principle, and that is this. Think about this for a second, Wayne, that there were people who lived uh, long ages in the Bible. Methuselah and others lived ripe old ages. Yeah, I'd say 960-something's a pretty good age. And I would beg to ask the question, is it possible that it had something to do with their dietary practices? Hmm. Now, with that being said, uh, when we look at this, the way that we really approach this conversation so that we could base this conversation on good research, we simply cross-reference the Word of God of certain words and certain uh, foods that were mentioned in the Bible and then went back and looked at their clinical substantiation from a research perspective of how they potentially can fight cancer. All right. Now, before you go any further, we're not saying that simply eating right is going to be the only thing that's going to prevent cancer from happening. And this is an important disclaimer. That is correct because there are so many different suggestions in the marketplace with regard uh, to nutrition modification, uh, diets, and et cetera, that propose the fact that this could possibly heal one of their cancer. We are not saying that, nor are we supporting that school of thought. That is not the position. So food therapy alone is not going to do it. No, it is not. This is now, again, another integrative school of thought to be incorporated with good evidence-based clinical medicine and care. And so with that being said, we want everyone to be very mindful that you are not and we are not asking you to go out and just simply use food as a type of cure for cancer. Having said that, we understand that it potentially has some benefits and some values. But the other caveat that I want to make clear is understanding that this is just a piece of the puzzle and that there's still much more that we are learning about the possible effectiveness of nutritional support. But we do have some things that we feel very good about in terms of being a supportive element of possibly helping cancer patients work through their care. Well, from what I've read in the resource that we're offering to our listeners, and I, I found this very insightful, that something I hadn't thought about is that in biblical times, the food was natural, unprocessed, it was fresh, uh, no preservatives, no pesticides, no hormones, no antibiotics added to the food uh, in biblical times. So that in and of itself has to make a big difference. And so when we understand the current culture and day and age that we live in, I think that it is safe to say that uh, our food source uh, in some cases has been contaminated. You know, And as a result, when we talk about fresh fruit, think about this, Wayne. How much conversation are we having now in the marketplace around organic mm -hmm. markets, yep. where organic is talking about fresh foods, 
foods that are free of theoretically pesticides and et cetera. Well, in the days of the Bible, that's exactly what the foods were. Right. So when we when we connect those dots, we can safely at least assume that theoretically there could be a health care benefit to foods that we can find in the similar type of condition of how they are handled and et cetera that may lend itself to at least supporting and helping people with cancer. So the presence of, uh, you know, being high in vitamins, for instance, it had to be a, a big boon uh, to the food in the in the day. Absolutely. So, again, there was no Walgreens. There was a, a there was no naturopathic doctor in that regard. Regard. So, again, the the natural resources of the planet, and we've talked about this on several of our other shows and interviews with uh, with naturopathic doctors from the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I think we've had two or three naturopathic conversations on this show historically, and people can go back and actually uh, archive those shows yes. and listen to them. Yeah. But, again, the point to be made is that uh, the foods of the earth, uh, the herbs of the earth, the fruit of the earth, again, is part of the creation of God, we're simply connecting the relationship between those foods uh, that were mentioned in the Bible to what we now clinically can suggest has potential cancer-fighting properties to them. Let's get specific. Uh, There are categories of food mentioned in the Bible that we can outline here, first of all. And by the way, this is a part of the download, which you can find right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And we're actually providing this information directly from that resource. So again, that which we are highlighting today, one will be able to download and actually take this document and be able to utilize it and apply it accordingly. And again, as a reminder, make sure that you are having a conversation with a licensed uh, registered nutritionist as well as your oncologist or your practicing physician and make sure that you are amalgamating all of that with good clinical care. But this is a document that can help guide a discussion discussion or provide you with some direction in thinking about certain types of foods that may potentially be have fighting uh, cancer fighting properties to them. All right, what are the categories of food? Well, we have of course first and foremost seasonings and spices. So when we talk about that, you know, there's some things that are outlined in this document from that category such as again, cilantro, which is mentioned in the book of Exodus and the book of Numbers. Uh, and then we have the spice of cinnamon. Ooh, my uh, favorite. Uh, absolutely. But <laughs> Cinnamon also has very uh, healthy properties to them. And, of course, this is mentioned throughout uh, the Bible uh, in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, in the book of Isaiah, in the book of Matthew. And then how about the spice of dill? Dill is used in a lot of spices that people use in their cooking. I think we just had dill pickles at lunch today, didn't we? (laughs) Absolutely, we did. Delicious. And that there's a reference in the book of Matthew to dill as a seasoning that also theoretically has a correspondence with health properties. How about mint? Again, have we ever thought about mint as being healthy for us? So again, uh, mentioned and referenced in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke. And then you have the spice of mustard. We know that there's tons of references in the Bible of the mustard Mustard seed seed, and et cetera. But did we know that mustard also had a health care property and a potential cancer-fighting agent and potential to it. So again, and then the last of the spices that are referenced in this document, and this document is not meant to be exhaustive, but we wanted to highlight some common things that people were aware of, is the the spice of garlic at the end of the day. Which is known to lower cholesterol. Absolutely. So again, there is a clinical component, there is a clinical substantiation to that, but we have a reference back to the Word of God and to the Bible, and of course, what we're talking about today is foods of the Bible. Okay, here's the problem. Let's take cinnamon as an example. Cinnamon is great. 
but we like to add sugar to cinnamon, don't we? <laughs> we like to add a I, lot I of things. Speak for you, well, <laughs> well, you know, we like to add a lot of things to a lot of things, and I think that this is where, again, having a good, solid conversation with a registered and licensed nutritionist will help guide us in terms of moderation, in terms of amount. The thing that I am learning, Wayne, as I try to slow down and really think about this, because I am currently of a certain age and I'm having to take a very good hard look at, again, nutritional modification from a preventative perspective. And thank God I don't have any major sickness or disease. But in doing so, it's really understanding moderation, understanding amount understanding how uh, certain things are prepared, when they're prepared, etc. So there's a whole art and science. And again, uh, this we're still learning more about the application of nutrition and, and certain foods, but there is certainly huge benefits that we can tap into when we begin to have more of an understanding. And we just want to motivate people from a faith-based perspective that a lot of the recommendations have biblical references to them. So category one is seasons and spices. Category two is vegetables. Well, vegetables. And again, depending on who you are, vegetables are becoming my new favorite friend. Or do you say vegetables? Or or vegetables. I've heard people (laughs) say it both ways. But here are some examples of some vegetables or vegetables that are mentioned in the Bible that have health care properties to them. Number one is broccoli. And again, uh, and what falls into that category is kale or cabbage or cauliflower, collard greens, Brussels sprouts, spinach, etc. All mentioned uh, in the book of Genesis uh, that tells us about, again, the plant life that, again, is part of the creation of God has strong health care properties and potential cancer fighting properties. And when you download this document, you'll get the exact scripture references to where they're found. That is correct. So, again, for the sake of time, we're just doing a high level uh, discussion here. Uh, With that, the next category that's listed under vegetables are cucumbers, Mm -hmm. and of course found as a reference in the book of Numbers and in the book of Isaiah, and we understand again uh, the potential power of what cucumbers and how often cucumbers were mentioned and utilized uh, in the Old Testament as well in in the New Testament. And then we have leeks that was mentioned in the book of Numbers, onions that many people partake and utilize, and olives, of course, mentioned in the Old and New Testament as vegetables that we can utilize and put into our diet and incorporate into our diet, but has biblical reference of the days of old. All right, we've got a lot of ground to cover here, a lot of food to cover. So here's one. It's fun to say, legumes. Legumes is an interesting (laughs) term. It is. And basically, it's beans and lentils and that sort of thing. And so uh, beans, soy, peas, all mentioned in the book of 2 Samuel and the book of Ezekiel. And then the reference to lentils mentioned in Genesis and 2 Samuel and Ezekiel as well. These are good for protein, I understand. And so these are examples of other health fighting agents and foods that can help us and potentially have cancer fighting properties to them. In the category of fruit and nuts. Well, fruit is huge and and big and nuts are huge. I was just in the grocery store the other day and I was looking at all of the different types of nuts that you can purchase and how how viable they are and available to us. Someone just gifted me a bag of nuts from Lebanon and the first thing I thought of was, I wonder how many of these were available in biblical times. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So when we talk about that, let's go through some of these. 
Apples are mentioned in the book of Solomon. Almonds are mentioned in the book of Genesis and Numbers. Berries, blueberries and strawberries mentioned in the book of Isaiah. Uh, dates, which are now available in most grocery stores, mentioned in Second Samuel and Chronicles. How about figs? I'm now seeing figs in a lot of our supermarkets and some of our whole food markets uh, available to us, mentioned in Nehemiah and Jeremiah. Uh, grapes, red and purple, mentioned in the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Melons, water. Watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, all mentioned in the book of Numbers and Isaiah. How about pistachio nuts? How many people have thought of pistachio (laughs) nuts as being healthy and associated with the days of the biblical era? In moderation. In moderation, of course. (laughs) But it's available, and we now have a a, a reference to that from Genesis. Uh, Pomegranates, another example of another type of fruit mentioned in the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy. And then, of course, raisins mentioned in the book of Numbers and 2 Samuel. Man, you're making me hungry here today. (laughs) Uh, You know what? We've got other categories we'll cover in just a moment. But again, I want to stress that we're going through these uh, these foods found in the Bible, not because in and of themselves they're going to do uh, the job in fighting cancer, but working together with clinical care and good medicine, they can help, right? That is correct. They are a support that can provide, again, the possibility of cancer-fighting properties. And we need to understand that distinction. And again, they're just one piece of the puzzle. There's still much more that we are learning about food and its application. I know we're flying through this list here today, but you can download the list right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. That's our website where you can listen to this program anytime, or you can download the weekly resource. And this week, it's Foods of the Bible, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And there's more ahead, so stay right where you are. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. If you just joined us, this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our theme today, the Bible and health, and specifically, foods of the Bible. I find this fascinating. And we've got a download listing all of what we've talked about thus far and what's to come. It's uh, found at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just look for Foods of the Bible. You can download and print it out for yourself and print out several copies to share with others if you like. Percy McRae is here. And Percy, so far we've talked about seasonings and spices and vegetables and legumes and fruits and nuts, a couple of other categories. Yeah. The next category that I just want to highlight that's part, again, of this free downloadable resource that you can use at any time are grains and understanding 
uh, references of certain grains from a biblical era that are now being substantiated in our current research of the day and that tells us that they have healthcare properties and possible cancer-fighting properties. Underneath that category is barley, uh, as a reference found in Deuteronomy 8. Uh, and then corn. Of course, I don't know if we ever think about corn as being healthy for us, but corn has, again, potential cancer-fighting properties, as referenced in the book of Matthew. And then flour, which is mentioned in Second Samuel and, again, in First Kings. And then we can go down to wheat, which is mentioned in the book of Ezekiel. And then how many people are aware of a bread uh, called Ezekiel bread mm-hmm. that is made of barley and flat bread uh, mentioned in the book of Ezekiel? Ezekiel. So this falls into the grains category that we could learn something from and theoretically help ourselves in modifying our diet and our nutritional intake. How about protein? We need protein. We do need protein. And part of the category of protein that we've listed, and again, this is not an exhaustive list that we've given, but we've highlighted some things, is fish. And specifically underneath that category is salmon and tuna, cold water fish, all mentioned in the book of Matthew and the book of John. And quite frankly, throughout the the word of God in terms of fish being a, a very common food that was eaten during the day. Uh, how about cheeses, hard aged cheese, white cheese, goat cheese? So there are cheeses also that theoretically have healthcare properties and cancer fighting uh, properties that can be beneficial to us as well. And then last on the list is listed wild game for those who like to hunt goat, lamb and deer, all mentioned in the book of Genesis that helps us to understand, again, the possible healthcare benefits and cancer fighting properties of some proteins that we can utilize. I know we've mentioned this, but it can't be overemphasized that what we're talking about here are our steps. We're not talking about a cure for cancer. We're not talking about if you eat all the right things, you'll never get cancer. That is correct. And we want to be very clear, Wayne, again, that uh, nutritional modification is just one piece of the cancer conversation and puzzle of how to support one with cancer and not to be taken to the extreme of doing an all-natural diet, if you will. And I've heard many people who have suggested that that's what they wanted to do and that's what they felt comfortable in doing, and it was certainly their right and prerogative to do so. But from a healthcare perspective, and certainly uh, from the sponsor of this program, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, we do not endorse uh, nutrition to be utilized as a sole source for cure alone of any type of cancer. All right, let's spend a few more minutes that we have left to us here talking about uh, some things that we should be doing to nourish our body. Well, we should remember there are seven tips that we've provided in this resource that I think is very practical and very simple to understand. Number one, we need to try to eat foods in as close uh, as we can to their natural state as possible. So unprocessed when possible. As much as possible. And again, not necessarily telling people that they have to have an all raw diet because again, there are certain schools of thought that suggest that, but trying to keep our foods in as much of the na- eat in the mo- most natural state as we possibly can and, and digest them. And then how about this? Shop the perimeter of the grocery store because all of the healthy good stuff is on the edges and all of the bad oh, stuff is on the all interior. Of, all the produce. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. So again, it's something to think about and mm-hmm. to consider. So when we look at that, uh, shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, and then how about this one? Go for the color because color in your fruits and fruits and vegetables are helpful and they have high vitamin content and are helpful for digestion purposes. Drink filtered water and varieties of tea. 
Uh, again, here's a good suggestion. Purchase organic farmer's market food and in-season produce when possible. Absolutely. And again, I am now seeing whole food markets pop up everywhere that are selling more and more organic type of foods. And again, I know that in some cases, organic foods can be a little more costly. But at the end of the day, the benefit of those really are important to understand to offset the possible dynamics of health and wellness on the back end. And so try to purchase organic and farmer's market and or in-season produce. And then lastly, invest in olive oil and organic butter, uh, limit margarine and other hydrogenated fats. Of course, we know that fats and certain oils can clog our arteries and cause heart problems. It's still the number one you know, killer in America is still heart disease at the end of the day. So again, this will help to offset so many different types of other healthcare issues potentially, not to mention the possible cancer uh, fighting properties that are involved with these types of foods. For everything we've talked about here today and more, download Foods of the Bible. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just a few seconds left to go back to the scripture. Well, I'm going to read actually a second different scripture okay. that, that's going to uh, bookend this conversation. It is found out of Jeremiah, the 30th chapter, and it says in verse 17, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast. Today, understand that health and wellness theoretically is part of the will and purpose of God. From a faith-based perspective, we believe and expect good things to happen as a result of God wanting us to be well, and he desires us to be well, according to 3 John. As we walk through the planet and as we begin to do some things to help incorporate that school of thought, God's plan and purposes for many of us is to walk in the power of health and wellness. That's Percy McRae of Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, thank you. God bless you. Thank you, and you be well, and you be healthy, my friend. And remember the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.